Hey, GMP fans, we're back, and uh, I'm a little nervous now because I've already been freaked out by my Alexa, thinking it's listening to everything I'm saying, uh, but after watching this movie, I'm definitely paranoid, because today we're covering the 1998 techno-thriller, Enemy of the State. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasure. Hello? 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 Just making sure all my bugs are set and ready are, to go. Yeah, everyone's listening. Everyone's listening. Yeah. I like to have 360 degrees of bugs. You don't want to do anything about just it? You re- just want to... This bug's sure. the best because every time I open it, it just clanks a whole lot, like, to whoever's listening in on me. Definitely. And then there's the awkward, like, slurp noise in the backwash. I do want to point out, you said 360 degrees of bugs, and you checked probably, like, a 30-degree yeah, range. I checked, yeah, but there's others. <laughs> it's just I have to reach for you didn't, them. Yeah, you, you didn't know? go anywhere near the back of you. Hey! Welcome to Guilty Movie Pleasures, everybody! If you haven't... Whoa! I love canned applause. That's in studio. You guys can't see it, but yeah, all those people are in a, studio. It's actually a giant studio. We appreciate uh, we each just, and every one of you that clapped. Do. Thank you. Thank you all. And for those of you that clapped at home, thank you as well. 7,000 of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't joined us before, thanks for being here. And if you are coming for the uh, 575th episode that we've been here, uh, we appreciate that as well. I'm Ben Begley, your host, and with me as always... Jesse McIntosh. Yes, the co-host with the mostest. The mo-host. The, mo- the, the mo-host with the most. We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're going to workshop it. We're going to workshop yeah, that for next week. We're going to figure it out. Uh, yeah, so we have some cool stuff that happened in between last. We have some. We've had some great reviews. We've had some good. Uh, we appreciate Twitter all the comments love coming I hope towards you know us. That we read all the comments. We read all the tweets. We try to respond to as many of them as possible. Unless, of course, you troll us five <laughs> five <laughs> comments in a row, then eventually we're just going to give up and agree to disagree. Um, but we did have some great positive stuff this week. Jesse, you found one on iTunes, right? Yeah, there were a couple on uh, iTunes, Bo actually. I? I think it's either Bo I or Bo L. Bo L. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it's a lowercase L or a... I'm going to go I because there's a period I. after it. Go so Bo we'll go I. Bo I. Boy. Apparently, he's been just just jamming on our episodes ever since he heard the Pet Cemetery. one. Yeah, yeah. And laughing hysterically with his headphones on while cleaning the house. And his his uh, wife or girlfriend thinks he's nuts. I, actually, I do that listening to nothing. Yeah, that's, yeah. I just have my headphones in Same. with no sound coming in. Do I you ever... Hysterically. I've done that before where, like... Uh, if I'm somewhere like the subway or something, and I don't want anyone to talk to me, but I don't have a signal and have no music queued up, I oh just yeah, put headphones in to be like, all right, yeah, yeah, just absolutely, don't talk to me, yeah. <laughs> who, who am I kidding? We don't ride the subway in L.A. But you know, generally when generally, you're around the metaphorical subway of sure. life, yes. Uh, so thanks, Bo, and he also was asking something that I don't think has ever been asked before, and if if it has, super fans, I apologize because we have some great super fans yeah. out there. But I don't remember anybody asking about T-shirts or merch. Uh, so that's a new concept to us. Uh, we could get these sweet logos or other logos. We could figure out. <laughs> we could figure out some fun merch if there's anybody interested. So make sure to comment on our YouTube videos, on our iTunes uh, podcast, and make sure you uh, tweet at us. Yeah, if please. We get, please if we get enough interest, maybe we'll get some T-shirts. The only going. way it'll happen is if we get the interest shown to us. Imagine so. just like a giant. Face of mine and yours. Mm-hmm. And then in between, a face of Channing Tatum. Yeah. I don't know if we can get that. Are we allowed we, to do I that? I don't think so. Those well, will have to be free giveaways. Jury's out. I'm going to talk to my lawyer. <laughs> but no, we'll, we'll do better t-shirts <laughs> than that. Uh, anyways, yeah, so let us know. And, and as always, if you give us reviews, it helps our, our podcast and our videos and all that stuff go higher up in the, uh, in the uh, algorithms. Mm-hmm. I don't know that stuff. Yeah. Ryan knows all about it. He just tells me, hey, say reviews. And I go, cool. And then I just ramble about movies. I He's the man with the plan. Listen, I also know the word algorithms. You do know that word. So that makes two of us. So now this week I know the first comment that's going to be on YouTube yes. or on Twitter Can I is, see it? is immediately going to be, how is this a guilty movie pleasure? Yes. Uh, it's not. It's not. Sometimes we change it up. And you know how this happened this week. I asked Jesse because poor Jesse gets subjected. <laughs> the, the user suggestions are great because then it's just both of us are just taking whatever users suggest. But Jesse's been doing this for a while with me, and a lot of times he just lets me choose. And for better or worse, a lot of times it's been worse for you. Not always. Not always. But sometimes Not it's always. been worse. Yeah. When it has been worse, it's been real, real bad. Sure. What's the worst one you've had to watch? Oh, uh, I mean, Transformers. The movie? 
No, not the animated one. Yeah. Godzilla King of Monsters was a little bit more rough. That was bad. There- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. There, there have been a couple. I would have you to like just scroll back off through. So much. I, it's the same. The listen, the same way I pissed them off when we did the episode. <laughs> it's fine. I didn't expect so much anger from that. I know. It's look. It's fine. We all have our own opinions. Uh, you know, two minds yeah. can disagree on it. It's Which I all liked. right. This is an example of a great uh, debate. We love debates, but yeah. if you come at us guns blazing, attacking us, we're just going to be like, all right, never mind. Yeah, but you had a great debate on, sure, on yeah, the if comments. You, if you throw personal insults at us, we're not going to engage with that. But if you just disagree, please cool. feel free to voice your disagreement yeah. in a respectful way, and we will have that conversation with you. Now, enough about all that stuff. Yeah. This, the way this episode happened was I asked Jesse to give me a list of his favorite movies Action 90s, uh, things that he would consider guilty but didn't have to be that. And this was one of your top 10. Yeah. And so I hadn't seen it since like the 90s or since uh, early 2000s. Uh, and I was excited to revisit it. It's classic Tony Scott and Jerry Bruckheimer team up. So, uh, Jesse, tell us why this is one of your favorites. Yeah. So I would actually argue, um, like, so the term guilty movie pleasure, yeah. I would actually argue that this could be perceived a guilty movie pleasure because. I might feel a little guilty saying that this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Really? Not just that it's a great movie. Like Because you time. could say that. It's one of my favorite, most rewatchable, like, popcorn movies that I give me, Give me ever two seen. more of your favorite of all time. Oh, just, they, just, well, they wouldn't really fit into this category, I don't think. But, like, some of the... I'm going to love it if your next one is Requiem for a Dream yeah. <laughs> and Citizen Kane. Rosebud. Uh, we have to talk about Kevin. <laughs> Is my <laughs> I think it's we need to talk about Kevin. That's how much I enjoyed it. Is I forgot the name. That one as that's actually one that I like saw once and will never see again. But I have not stopped thinking about. I've never it. seen it. It's uh, incredible performances, but extremely disturbing. Yeah. Um, I would say like some of my favorites are this one. We, another one we covered, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah, you love that one. Eight Mile is one of my favorite movies of all time. Goodwill Hunting, one of my favorite movies of all time. Another Tony Scott, Man on Fire, is one of my favorite we movies of all time. We should do that on this show, because that, that movie's fantastic. Yeah. When he puts a bomb in the dude's ass. is It's incredible. <laughs> incredible. It's, it, like, I, I actively avoid engaging in conversation about the taken movies because I'm so I like, it makes me upset because man on fire was the same plot, but yeah. really like in my opinion, much better. The only good taken movie is the first one. Sure. The sure. other ones are garbage. Yeah. I never even saw the third one cause the second one was so bad. But so what do you love about this movie? Uh, I will. I love everything about Did this. Did you see movie. it in theaters? I saw it in theaters. I've seen it probably over 20 times since then. Wow. I would say this is one of, this was one of my staples when I had it on, I think I had it on VHS and then I had it on DVD yeah. and it was just one of my go-tos. Like if I want to sit down and watch a movie, like this is one of the easiest watches and I can jump in at any point and it's so much fun. Will Smith. Bruckheimer had a ton of those yeah. in the nineties. The rock and bad boys are two of my go-tos. Yeah. Or oh, if, bad boys two is another one. Like, that is one of my favorites. If, if wait, bad boys two or bad boys as well. They're both great. Yeah. Bad boys two is one. Really? Of the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I love them for different reasons. Yeah. Bad boys two is you and Josh McCuga would love to talk about bad boys two. That's one of his favorite. Is movies. it really? Uh, I love Bad Boys 2, but I think it's more of a parody of the first Bad one. Boys, the first one is like a genuinely great buddy cop action movie. Bad Boys is a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Bad <laughs> Boys 2 is an explosion. It's, it's, one, it's one that you can't take your so eyes good. off of. It's so yeah. good. It's so good. All right. So, this is, so you can just drop it at any moment. Yeah. At any moment. Will Smith is especially... This era of Will Smith yeah. is my f- one of my favorite like so runs that a performer has ever been on. He was um, untouchable until, and then it was like Wild Wild West started the decline. For I, him. Well, I don't know. This that was sort of mixed in. Oh yeah, it was because he he did like I'm I Robot wasn't as successful, but uh, what's the I Am Legend? I Am Legend was very good. I think I liked it. I just didn't like that the vampires were CGI. Sure, but I like he was great in it. Uh, Hitchcock. 
I is underrated in my opinion. Hitchcock. Yeah. Hancock. Hancock. Hitch was the I like. I mixed the two. You know the one where he's the romantic, the uh, romantic comedy superhero. Yeah, yeah. Well, both of those I think he's very good in both of those. I thought Hancock was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of fun. Uh, Yeah, people. I think generally there was sourness towards the turn. Yeah. About halfway through, and it feels like a little like two different movies. I see. I thought that was great, but I I really like it. I yeah. So this era, Will Smith, anything that he's in, I would watch and enjoy. Same. So Will Smith as a comedian, Will Smith as an action star, this was like this and Independence Day, I think, were two that utilized him at his best in Bad Boys also. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think that's great. It's really interesting to watch now because we were talking before we started about all the people who were not really well known at the time. Yeah. Um, The cast is just stacked. It's insane. It's unbelievable. Like every single person in this is. Half my notes are, holy shit, Jason Lee, Jack Black. Seth Green, Jamie Kennedy's in this too? Yeah. Gabriel Byrne? Oh, he's gone. Where did Gabriel Byrne go? Right. And it just goes on and on and on. And it's just like... Regina King. I know Gabriel um, Byrne was... He had just done The Usual Suspect, or was The Usual Suspects after? It was right in the same... Right around the same time. Right around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And he had also done... uh, Gabriel Byrne did this other movie called The End of Violence, which is a weird uh, surveillance movie too. Yeah. But it's way... It's Vim Vim Vendors Hmm. or Wim Wenders. I don't know. Doesn't matter. I don't know. So, anyways, um, and then I also love a good conspiracy yeah. movie, and yeah. I love, I love how well there there were. This movie has a lot of balls in the air, yeah, and I and love it, how it folds all of them together in a really neat and tidy package. Yep. There's one issue we both have, which we'll get yes, into. yes, we will get into it. But overall, I, I will be honest. I was nervous staring down the barrel of a two hour and twelve minute runtime. Yes, because I had. Worked all weekend and I was stuck watching it last night. I had to finish it the rest the rest this morning, but it moves. It does yeah. not feel like, like as soon. And there's so many awesome chase sequences in this movie. Like even the chase scene with Jason Lee is epic and insane. And like when he gets hit by the fire truck, it's brutal. Yes. And just seeing it from, I don't remember. And Ryan, maybe you can look this up while we're going, but I don't remember. If this technology, I don't even know how you would look this up, but if this kind of technology was science fiction at the time, or if it was more realistic in 98, it felt, because... I, I, rem, I sort of feel like I remember it being like a whisper. Yeah. Like, this is something that everyone is, like, sort of worried about, yeah. but, like, I don't now know. Now it's this... real. Guys, yeah. what did you want me to look up? So, never mind, it's yeah. fine. We'll, no, <laughs> okay. forget it, forget it. It's Put okay. your 1998 glasses Come on. on. Okay. Got it, got and, it. Look up yeah. if technology was around. Ryan, yeah. was, Ryan was born in 1998. Is technology around <laughs> in 1998? I actually don't know when you were born, That's Ryan. a great Google. I'm going to say it was 1998, though. Uh, uh, he's much younger than me. That's all but I it's, it's sort He of... still has that light in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and no gray. <laughs> uh, we're just distinguished. This is creepy. Sorry, I'm, just because we were talking about yes. the surveillance. Uh-huh. So Reynolds' birthday, uh, which is Reynolds was uh, uh, was the John Voight character, yes. right? Uh-huh. His birthday is nine eleven, right? Yes, nine eleven forty, and nine eleven. Uh, the Hammersley Surveillance Society, uh, Surveillance Society, the act they're trying to get passed, the Hammersley Act. Eventually, after 9-11, becomes the Patriot Act. So this, what they're all afraid of in yeah. this movie actually became a reality in the Patriot Act, which is crazy. And the other thing that freaked me out is watching John Voight's performance in this and then watching his recent Twitter videos that he's been doing. Um, I wonder if John Voight thought he was the hero of this movie. He may have. Because in real life, if you follow any of the news on John Voight, he is like... Um, very, very pro uh, everything that's kind of wrong right now. Right. And and so I wouldn't doubt if he had no problem just going right into being this kind of corrupt pol- politician. He was well cast, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it I was noticed. My, it was, this movie, I think it so often... 90s techno thrillers like or or like the net ages terribly yes. now like most often thrillers that are paranoid about where society could go even something like Total Recall uh, or like The Running Man that was kind of more relevant yeah. now some movies with time become more relevant and creepy like this movie was more of a fun entertaining ride when I first saw it last night watching it I was like oh my god this is like like I joked in the beginning I don't know if you could call it a joke because I don't know if it was funny but about Alexa. <laughs> Like, how often... Do you have an Alexa? I don't. But it's because Dude, Hannah won't let us have one. 
I've been in our place. I've mentioned an, a product. Yeah. Mentioned it. Yeah. And then suddenly when I'm searching on my phone, it starts popping up in ads and things. And I don't know if that's my phone listing to me or what, but there is definitely, we're, it's we've everything. signed away. Everything's all together. I was having, a, I actually we was signed away our privacy. on the phone with Hannah talking about a movie and it popped up on her like Netflix, Netflix suggests it's so weird. the next well, day. And half of it doesn't even have to be Alexa or a phone. It's like, how many apps do we download where we just scroll past the terms and services? Like, no, nah, agree. I read every agree. single one. You do? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like... Uh, I only have two apps because I have to read. It's a huge burden Every Every life. three months <laughs> yeah. you, you work through the terms and services of yeah. a new app. And then it cha- with the updates, it changes. Yeah, I have to read all the new ones. I guess we should start talking about the movie. We should. Before our new guests, our, our new listeners are going to be like... <laughs> somebody's like, there's a guest coming in? Yeah, they're all sitting here with the 7,000 people. Yeah, you guys play. aren't allowed up here. Stay in your seats, Stay please. Stay in your seats, please. Yeah. Uh, let's do this plot in under three minutes. You ready in the booth there, Ryan? I'm all set. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan in the booth. <laughs> all right. I'll count you guys in. <laughs> I just want Ryan to do a voice over for every episode coming to you live guilty movie pleasures all right count us in all right three you're gonna start this one jesse one all right so there's a congressman who's going playing with his dog and john voight stops him and he's like hey we got this bill need you to sign it he's like i'm not gonna sign he's like well just let your people sign he's like nah it's uh it's very dangerous i'm a very like well upstanding politician a republican at Uh, this point yeah that's uh, that's definitely science fiction he's like all right uh great and then his cronies kill him uh put a needle needle in his neck send his car into the water that's it um will smith is a lawyer who is uh representing guys who are involved in the mob so he goes to the he sees his ex-girlfriend who's like here's a tape from brill he's like here's the money i owe you there's obviously chemistry between them Mm -hmm. um and so he takes the video and he goes to the mob boss and he's like look here's a video of you violating your parole I want you to do the entire movie. Uh, no, I don't think <laughs> okay. I can. He's violating your parole. And he's got some balls in there with Tom Sizemore and all these mob dudes. And they, he's basically like, you, you have one week. Tom Sizemore says, you have one week to tell me who gave you this tape or I'm going to kill you. Uh-huh. And he leaves. He's freaked out a little bit. Then he goes Christmas shopping. And while he's Christmas shopping, Jason Lee at the crime scene just shows up, gets the tape from the camera across the way. No one but one FBI agent notices or, or government agent. He then leaves. Uh, he's starting to look through the tape. He finds out that he has the murder of... of the, uh, Phil the, Hammersley murder. Phil Hammersley yeah. murder. So he calls his buddy who works for this conspiracy blog, this leftist com- conspiracy blog, and he um, tells him, they wiretap it, they hear it, they track him down, they knock on his door, uh, he escapes. While Will Smith is Christmas shopping, he they run into each other, he gets the, the tape that he's copied and uh, put into his bag, and then, then Jason Lee gets hit by a bu- uh, um, fire engine, and then... But Will Smith um, gives him his card. So they search the body, they find the Will Smith's card, they show up at his house, and they're like, "Where? what did the guy give you? And he's like, nothing, and yeah. they freak him out a little bit. So he leaves, he searches through packages, there's nothing, nothing there. Um, and then... And then from there, he... Uh, um, oh, oh, then then he starts... Oh, then they start shutting off his credit cards, yeah. they start really sabotaging his life. They start... Um, because they're like, okay, we gotta get ahead of this. If he says anything, we have to discredit him. So they say he's under FBI investigation, they make his wife think he's cheating on him, on her, uh, and she gets mad at him. Everything's starting to fall apart. He tries to meet with uh, Lisa Bonet again because both their lives are falling apart. She's been fired. Uh, and then she... She tells him how to get in touch with Brill, and then she's killed, and he's being set up for it. And so he tries to get in touch with Brill. There's a fake Brill who uh, tries to get the information out of him. Oh, God, we have so much from... And then Brill finds him, and they they go to the hotel. And then Brill... uh, Then they get chased, and they they go to uh, Brill's hideout, and they get chased there. He blows up the building. They go to a hotel. They, they set up the room. They start surveilling the surveillers. They flip the tables on him. And then they uh, and then from there... They, uh, they do the meetup, and they're like... Yeah. And then they capture him, and he's like, I have the videotape. And he takes him to the mob <laughs> so place, good. and there's it's a so huge good. shootout. Everyone kills each other, and everyone is exonerated yeah, after that. after that. And then uh, and then uh, Brill goes off and, and gets to ride off into the sunset and with his hairy legs in the, yeah. <laughs> in the beach. And uh, wish you were here. Yeah. And, and Will Smith is just pretty cool with that. Pretty cool with that. Stop. Hey! Yeah. Okay, wow, that we, we was skipped a, some stuff. We skipped some stuff because yeah. at one point we were like, um, hey, and then they were in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the best thing about this movie is that they really they um it's it's uh it's a, it's like it's like a chess game where you're watching each player plan ahead and then you're seeing the ramifications of that str- that strategy and then you're seeing them turn the tables on him at the end and when they start surveilling him and and the fact that they make it apparent that they're surveilling them to know it's yeah. just so good it's such a smart movie yeah i've i've 
often think about Gene Hackman when they're sitting down at that diner, Gene Hackman telling Will Smith, like, when I was in the war, like, this was our strategy. If we were outnumbered, that means we can hide and they're exposed and we're quick and they're slow. And so it's just like that idea of using your weaknesses as strengths when you're trying to fight in any battle. Yeah, like I'm not as funny as you, so I'm just louder on this show (laughs) and then I let you be funny. But then people watch it and they think... I, it's like, yes. I'm just like yelling a lot. Sure, you know? sure. That's my strength. I do get the note all the time, you should yell more. <laughs> Ryan does text you occasionally. Yeah, yell all the time, more, yell Jesse. more. Yep, there it is. <laughs> so, um, yeah, th- there's. I just want to get the two big problems I have out of the way. And, yes. and they're, they're minor nitpicks because the movie's fantastic. Yes. The biggest thing I was wondering is... Why Jason Lee chooses to come check this videotape when there's a full-on investigation? So this going is on a big problem that he doesn't. No one notices except the one dude who happens to work for John Voight. Nobody for notices. He doesn't really notice them. Like he clocks it, but is not like interesting. My camera was pointed right at this. W- criminal investigation that's going on. It's, it's a very easy... No one on that side is like, that's interesting. Some dude just drove up to the lake on the other side. The other problem with this whole scenario is that they didn't take... No one is looking over there. Why isn't anyone looking over there? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's... They could walk across this lake. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, they're so focused on the point of entry that no one's like, I yeah. wonder if there are tracks on that other side. It's, or like, I wonder if there's any evidence over there. It, and that's a really easy fix where it's like the the investigation's done. One of his guys comes back to make sure that no nothing's been left behind and that that's when Jason Lee takes his... I get that they did it to probably compress time, but I laughed out loud when it happened because yeah. I was like, what the hell? I was like... Because then I... At first, since I hadn't seen it in over a decade, I was like... Maybe he's doing that on purpose to like to like throw them off and and I was like, is Jason Lee working for the bad guys and that's why he's being so blatant about taking the tape and I'm like, oh no, this is just a really weird plot hole that- right right and then the second thing is, aside from Barry Pepper and the other dude, does anyone else know that they are murdering people because it's very unclear and then in the end, Jack Black and Jamie Kennedy are the only two being interrogated. Right. And they both are saying how they thought it was a training op. Which is, so this is a huge problem. A huge problem. Because John Voight sets the whole thing up and he's like, get these satellites, get this tech package, get all this, and forge FBI authorization. Mm -hmm. Tell them it's a training op. What they do is they call the people and they're like, yeah, we have FBI authorization. And that's it. That's how he forges FBI authorization. The thing I would say is it seems like they're just gung-ho dudes that want to like get in, see some action because they're all so young. Sure. But then – but what I would counter uh, that – how I would counter that, pardon me, is Jason Lee dies. Yeah. And at that point, anyone who thinks it's a training op should be like – Hold on. Yeah. This is yeah. we just killed somebody. Yeah. Someone died. Nobody really reacts to that. Nobody reacts. Guy. Everyone's just like, "Well, I got to keep doing audio for these people." And there's not I wish there was these and then we'll get into all the awesome stuff cuz these are my only problems with it. I I wish that Jack Black had done something earlier cuz in the end when he's like, "Well, this is getting weird. I'm going to hit record." Right. Just give me a hint earlier that one of them is like, "This is kind of strange." Right. Because they're such likable characters. The Seth Green character, when he and, um, was it him and Jamie Kennedy that are using the blender? I can't remember, but. No, it was the guy who has the, who gets like shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they're, and I like the fact that they're, um, that there's like a comedic relief moment there about the blender, but it's after, if I remember right, a pretty dark moment or something. I can't remember exactly. But if we just, they're so likable that if you just gave me a hint earlier, like, even just asking their superiors, like, hey, are we, is, yeah. what, is this going too far or right. something? Or just have the superiors come in and tell them uh, that uh, death was staged. Or even just be like, look, this is top secret. We can't tell you. It's it's above your pay grade, but you're helping with with uh, national security. Right. That's all they had to do. Yeah. But um, instead, it's just like, chase, 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 which I love. Yeah. And like I said, this is minor nitpicks. It's minor nitpicks, and it's something, it's... 
like you noted in the beginning, staring down the barrel of a 130-minute movie, it's got length to it, and this would add a little bit of length to it. But just something that they could have cleaned up a little bit, just to show us that, like, yeah, yeah this, is a, this is believable that everyone involved in this could have wool over their eyes and not really understand what's you going on. feasibly could have removed one of the 900 characters, or a few of them, and then sure. add that in. Because sure. every time I turn around, I'm like, shit, they're introducing... It's a new guy. That was a big thing with Bruckheimer, Tony Scott, and Michael Bay, is, like, they love to just in the Jerry Bruckheimer era it was just like every scene remember when we watched Transformers 3 and it was just like every scene yeah. they're just adding 14 new yeah. celebrities you're like how many characters are in this movie yeah but now that's all I had that's the only problem I had with it so let's get into the good stuff hold on I have one yeah. more problem oh, what's one problem? more problem they were so willing to or they were so eager to get this stuff back and the people who were like sent out to do it um, who were sent out to uh, interview Will Smith or like look into Will Smith. Yeah. Um, they didn't think it was a training op. I don't think, no, I no, think no. they were part of Barry it. Right. Pepper knew it was, yeah. yeah. Um, why didn't they just kill him? Yeah. I, I like that they didn't because I feel like they were, it would tra- have ended the movie. Yeah. Well that, but I think I, I felt like they were trying to, like they had already done the dirty work. And I feel like, uh, the progression of John Voight as a villain was that he had killed one person out of necessity and he justified that but he wasn't full-on sociopath yet. And then the longer the thing goes and the deeper he gets, I would have liked to have known which person killed uh, Lisa Bonet's character, so I would have known who I'm rooting to get killed in the end. Right. Um, But yeah, I think that that's something where... I like the fact that they were... that it wasn't so nefarious that they were more trying to, like, get ahead of this thing and silence him without just... Because killing him would have been... It It was necessary, clearly. Yeah for the character development and the movement forward of the film. But if they were like, they showed a willingness to kill on multiple occasions. And like, this is the guy who is the main impediment. They they also like full on let him escape several times when they could have just shot him. Yes. But those chase scenes are damn good. Yes. Let's get in this. What's our first sound clip? Can you set this up for me, Jesse? Yeah. So this is when they're introducing Scott Kahn and the other military guy. Jake Busey. Jake Busey, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And they're basically, like, giving the rap sheets. I've met Gary Busey. Have you? He's an interesting guy. He seems like one. (laughs) He is a character. Anyways. Uh, And so uh, they're reading reading the rap sheets, and they're like, oh, interesting, Scott Kahn. You have a... uh, you did 30 months in jail for uh, assaulting someone. And His officer, a lead officer. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Scott Kahn's response to him was this. The guy was an asshole, sir, and he deserved it. If you'll excuse me. <laughs> All right, hey. Hey, that justifies it for me. Say no more. You know, they're probably like, this guy seems like a dude who will be okay with killing some yeah, people yeah. in a training op. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This guy seems like he would do well to be trained. You know, and Jake Busey was in Starship Troopers, and somebody got killed in a training op during that. So, so he's used to it. You there know, you maybe go. it's just the same character in different timelines. He's in the multiverse. He also thought he was the good guy. Have you seen Starship Troopers? No, I have not. What? Yeah. It's one of the best. There's a part where they're using live round ammunition. In a training session, uh-huh. and he's like, "My helmet, it's stuck, sir." And he's like, "What are you?" And they're yelling at him. And he takes it off in the middle of it, and then somebody falls down and blasts his head off. And then Casper Dean, Van Dien runs up and screams out, "Medic!" And clearly, his <laughs> brains are everywhere. Oh, it's incredible! It's such an incredible. Oh God, I can't believe we haven't. Yeah. Uh, we did it before, but maybe we'll do it again because it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Anyways. So yeah, there's this whole rounding up of these like these like cowboys that are going to join John Voight's, yeah. which there's some hilarious stuff in there that at the time didn't seem as 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 incendiary as it is now. Where like this, like I say, this movie feels more relevant and more realistic now. Where John Voight's saying oh, it's just the liberal hysteria when he's talking to the only thing that seems fictional is that Hammersley is a Republican yeah. and not easily bought. Yeah, and I'm not saying all Republicans are easily bought. I'm just saying that right now. There is a trend. It's a strange time. It's yeah. a strange time mm-hmm. where people are just like, it's just like party over everything. To, to be honest, it was strange to hear any politician of any identification no. be like, yeah. I'm, I don't care what you have to say. My constituents tell me what yeah, to do. Exactly. Like, all right. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Republican or Democrat, there's a lot of people that are just taking lobbyist sure, money. Sure, special interests sides. are yeah. especially the, interested. The two-party system is broken. Anyways, um, what if we just do, do a yeah. dissertation on modern politics versus Speaking enemy of the state? of two-party systems. <laughs> ah, that's what people came here for. Yeah, it is. Um, 
I could go into the intricacies of this plot, but that would take hours because it's so intricate. Every, yeah. every, but they they do they they just the setup of how they place all the car all the characters in play. Where it's like Will Smith goes to uh, Pintero's right Pintero's place. Yeah. The FBI clocks him, and then... <laughs> yeah, the FBI is so useless. <laughs> Don't do anything. <laughs> we just got to wait for the cops. But I love that they set all these pieces yeah. up. Again, okay, other issue. I'll skip all the way to the end. Yeah. When at the end, there's a huge shootout, uh-huh. and then they're like, Don't worry, he's not one of them. And they let Will Smith out. I'm like, how do they know he's well, not? Well, okay, so this is my favorite thing in the whole movie, is the second when they come back at the very end... And the FBI guy is like, that's that lawyer from last time. Like, what <laughs> What do you mean from last time? Like, no one else has entered this restaurant in the last week? I think he meant just the, the same but, lawyer, that's all. I, that's what he meant. Yeah. yeah and the, clearly, like, the they put it in there it. just to, like, clear it up for anyone who wasn't paying attention. Yeah. But it was just such a funny reference to me of being like, I just don't know how from, they... from the last time I was here. Like, oh, I just happened to be here. The same Why time. wouldn't they think he was involved though? Like, right? Yeah, they would. Wouldn't they think he's even more involved because he's shown up there twice now? Yeah, and then a shootout transpired when yes. he brought new people there. Yes, <laughs> but so that's a little th- where they kind of just rush the denouement of it, where it's like, oh, that was a playwriting term. Hey <laughs> the falling action. Read Sidfield's screenplay. Anyways, speaking um, of the two party system. First off, no. uh, wherever this lingerie store is, <clears throat> next Christmas, <laughs> I don't think I should shop there. It, I've never seen a lingerie store like this. L- listen, it covers a lot of real estate and doesn't have a lot of product. No. But it has a lot of people wearing the product. Yes, I've never I've never seen a lingerie store where they wear the product. So this is definitely out of like a Michael Bay. You are uh, so stressed out right now. I'm just thinking know, about yeah, it. Just like, yeah, yeah. It makes me. Huh, is it hot in here? Is it just the fictional lingerie store from Enemy of the State? Let's play but the... this uh, is an extremely Will Smith scene. This this reminds me... This is like Will Smith playing Clark Griswold from Christmas Vacation nice. when he's talking to the, to the lingerie clerk. I can see that. Yeah? yeah? All right, let's play it. You know, I have to be really honest with you. Um, I'm not really experienced in this. I don't... Get out of town. <laughs> I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm experienced, you know, from yeah. from a certain perspective. Right. But I, I just, you know, I don't want to come in here and, you know, look stupid. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> what size? I'm sorry? Oh, my wife. Oh, yeah, yeah she, she's, um, she's about, uh, she's... Size six? Yeah, right. She's, uh, she's, about, uh, she's a six. Right. And what about cup size? Um... Oh, oh, she's way bigger than that. I mean, Jesus. not, I mean, not noticeably. Oops. Should have gotten her a watch. <laughs> the scene is so good. It's the, the back and forth is ridiculous. Yeah. And that's where it works. There's some of the times where he's trying to play his comedic stuff with Tom Sizemore. That scene bugged me because I was like, although it establishes he has balls, like he's going in there with this swagger that he doesn't fully earn in that scene because these guys could shoot him yeah. at any moment yeah and i honestly and don't understand why they don't just because, kill him yeah he has the tape he hasn't threatened to like release the tape if i'm killed or anything like that yeah. they're like give me one i'll give you one week yeah I'm like all right why and that's another arbitrary yeah. so there's a few things that are a little arbitrary yeah. i'm gonna give you one week right. why don't you just say hey we're gonna follow you home you're gonna give me the tape and we're gonna kill a everybody. gun to your head right now and if you don't tell me then i'm gonna shoot maybe, you in the head maybe pintero <laughs> is just the world's worst mobster he just had something to do he was like, all right, I got to get to softball a, practice. He had to do a lot of sweating. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's so much sweating <laughs> so in those sweaty. scenes. When he's sitting there eating with his family, they're all completely dry, and he's just drenched in Will sweat. Will Smith also sweating in that scene. It was like a weird... I think they, he was sweating from nerves. Sure. But other Tom Sizemore was just sweating because... Or no, it was also John Voight. Like, there were a couple people who were clearly sweating, and then a couple people who hell. clearly weren't. Yeah. Well, also, uh, it's supposed to take place around Christmas time, and it's right. like right. summer weather. Well, they're pumping the heat because it's so cold outside. They yeah. gotta be. Yeah, it's yeah, gotta yeah. be hot yeah. in there. Yeah. So what's uh, this? Next so this for? is uh, so uh, Will Smith is back home after going shopping, and his kids going off to yep. Dylan's house to hang out with Dylan for the weekend. Good old Dylan, and he's telling his wife, "Hey, hurry back because we're gonna do some stuff. We're gonna do some stuff." Honey, hurry back. Know what that means? Mm-hmm. That you're gonna be asleep when I get back. That only happened one time, sweetie. <laughs> Never live it down. 
<laughs> I love. See, that's another. The only comedic moment that didn't work was the one with Tom Sizemore, where yeah. he's like getting too jokey there. But all this stuff is classic Will Smith. And like, just to circle back to that lingerie, like I, the lingerie clip was about half of that scene. Yeah, like it's a full probably minute and a half. Yeah, and normally, if you take a minute and a half just to like tell a joke yeah. in a movie, it bugs me and it seems out of place and it doesn't work in the movie. And for some reason, like. When he was doing it in this movie, it felt such a part of what was going on. Yeah. That it didn't bother me at Cause all. Because Will Smith was king. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He still is to, to an extent here and there. You know, yeah. He still has some great projects that come out. Sure. What was the last really good one? Aladdin. I didn't see that. Nor did I. Nor did I. Yeah. I'm excited for Bad Boys 3. Yeah. I'm How could you not? I'm super bummed for Bad Boys 3. I did want to just note real quick before we go into the next clip where he's... Uh, is that they were playing, uh, I'm not sure which Jet Moto game, but they, I think it was two on PS1, yeah. and I was very pumped. Yeah. <laughs> I used to play the shit out of some Jet Moto back sure. in the day. Sure. Oh, doing the flips. Oh, and Wave Runner. Did you play Wave Runner on uh-uh. the 64? No. I thought that, it's. this is going to date me, uh, kids that now play, uh, or young adults that now play uh, VR. Wave Runner on the N64, I was like, this is the most realistic <laughs> jet ski game I've ever played in my life. And it was. It was. Yeah. The most realistic jet ski game you've point. ever played in your life. Point. Yeah. You know? Very niche. So uh, they come in when he goes to pick up their uh, their kid from Dylan because he, he doesn't want to stay the night or something. It's unclear, but who cares? They come and up. bug yeah. the hell out of his place, like everywhere, which is my nightmare to think yeah. that everybody's watching you. So this... And, and um, from that moment on, they start really messing with his life. They, um, but this is a fun clip between him and Regina King before that. Yeah, as they're driving back. You are the only woman in the world for me. You and Janet Jackson. I, I have to be honest. If, if Janet Jackson called me, I, I, I might have to change my last name to Jackson. I mean, okay. Just, just from a phone call. Hey. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> hey, this is Jim Jackson. Oh, crap. Right. No, I'm Jackson. I got to do some paperwork. All right. Got to go down to the DMV. Can you leave your number? I'm going to call you back. I just have to, I got to go to the social security office, <laughs> change some things around. Have you, have you ever, do you have celebrity outs like jokingly with, with, with your wife? Um, we've not discussed it. No. It's funny. Cause Renee, when Renee and I first started dating, I brought up the idea of celebrity outs as a joke because mm-hmm. we were watching something. I was like, ah, oh, she's my, I was like, Natalie Portman, totally my celebrity out. And she's yeah. like, what's that? I was like, oh, you know, where you're like cool if like your husband or boyfriend cheats on you with this one celebrity. And she's like, why would you ever say that? We're actors. That could happen yeah. someday. <laughs> yeah. And now that, now that we've been together for so long, it's like, <laughs> it's like we have a laundry list together where she's like, all right, Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds. You have, like, tears. Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah, it's like, which Chris Hemsworth, I think, is at the top of her list. And uh-huh. I'm like, okay, uh, Gal Gadot, 100%. And right. it's like, but then now my list is just, like, of women I would disappoint. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. <laughs> I always tell her, I was like, oh, Gal Gadot, I would disappoint you so you bad. You would be so... You would be, you would be so disappointed. You would forget by... about me immediately. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's immortalized in podcast history now all right let's hope uh what's this next one <laughs> <laughs> so then so there's uh so they start dismantling his life they, yes. they make him look like he's under fbi investigation um he gets fired from his he job gets fired from his job uh, his wife thinks he's cheating on her because they hadn't he had an affair with lisa bonet's character four years ago and that's a big thing he uh, had a relationship with her in college and then yep. he had an affair with her yep later, yep yep know? Uh, and then he's talking to Lisa, uh, Lisa Bonet about uh, Rachel, I think is her name. Yes. Yeah, Rachel. And uh, he he talks to her about meeting Brill. He waits for him on the on the ferry. Brill never shows up until the end, and it's Gabriel Byrne. He tells him about the, the foot tracker he has, mm-hmm. wins over his trust, then tries to shoot him. He escapes. Turns out it's a fake. He takes out the fake foot yep. tracker. Yep. Yeah, and then somehow puts the shoe back together. Mm. I thought he took out one of the several trackers. So there was there was six listed, yeah. and only one of the ones on the list was shoe, and he took out the second shoe one later. Oh. So he took out a sort of okay, phony I one okay. just to prove. You would know. You've seen it way more yeah, than me. Yeah, just to I'm prove trust you the trust. One. Okay. And he he shows it to him. He throws it in the toilet. But that does that wasn't a tracker. It yeah. was just a fake one. And then they go off on their merry way, and he's trying to get information from him, like, well, maybe you do have something yeah. that they want. What did he give you? And then, then there's this awesome chase through yeah. the hotel where he's like scaling the walls. He has to strip down because he because he meets the real Brill. The real Brill rear ends yes. Gabriel Byrne. 
him and and this is 55 minutes into the movie and and Gene Hackman We've just now met just, Gene Hackman. Yes. Yeah. And everything from here on out is amazing. Yeah. Where Gene Hackman and him go to the top of the building and they they make sense out of everything where the satellites are going to scramble their signals. He takes all of their he takes him in the elevator, takes all of his trackers off, and puts them in a bag. Yeah, so he's in the elevator. He's grilling him the same way. He's like, what do they give you? What do they give you? And he's like, I don't know. Yeah. And so Gene Hackman's response to that is this. Either very smart or incredibly stupid. Yeah. I, of, I often think that about our president. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a fine line <laughs> for sure. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm but, like, you're either a pathological maniac or, or just incredibly stupid. Or you're trying to convince or, us that you're a pathological maniac, yeah. right? That's the very smart version of yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. he's saying, like, you've either convinced yourself that nothing yeah. happened or truly nothing happened. And that's the thing that not remembering what the hell happened to the thing was driving me crazy. I was like, where did this thing go? Yeah. And then it's such a good turn where, of course, his kid's like, it was already open, so I just took it. And it turns out it was the Turbo Graphics. I wrote it down. I took a screenshot of it. It was the NEC Turbo Express, which was the TurboGrafx-16 version of the Game Boy, where you could play TurboGrafx-16s in full color on it. Yeah. But by the time this movie came out, it had been dead for years. Well, I no, had a, no wonder Jason Lee had it and was just, like, using it to transport. I have uh, I played Bonk's Adventure many times. It was Did a caveman really? with a giant head. I could relate. So I'm a huge dome. Is that why? His, his yeah. attack was just headbutting people. You're like, I need a game with a big head. I just need a game that makes me feel normal. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you were saying the, the hotel chase. The hotel chase, chase is so good. So he runs it's off so the roof. so long and complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, goes, he runs down the stairs because the helicopter's after him. He finds out. Up time. All through. Yeah. He finds out that, uh, that people are chasing him. So he, he sees people coming up the stairs. He sees people coming up the elevator. Yep. So he goes into uh, Mr. and Mrs. Wu's room. So good. And then they knock on the door, yelling out his name, and he starts stripping his clothes to get rid of the trackers. All the trackers are still yep. there. And Mrs. Wu does this. Clip number six. Mr. Dean. <laughs> I love that you label this clip Mrs. Wu's Woo. <laughs> I love it so much. I love that because she doesn't speak English, but she is able to mutter, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I used to work at um, a rock and roll sushi bar. God rest his soul. It's uh, now burned down. It'll come back. Tokyo Delves. It burned down. If you didn't know it, it lit on fire and burned down. It's sad. It was pretty fun, recently. Yeah, yeah, like two weeks ago. It was mm -hmm. a really fun place to work. Um, and we used to do goofy, goofy lap dances for uh, bachelorettes. And by goofy, I mean we weren't actually on their laps. We would just dance in front of them with a fake bare chest, like, um, like you know, like a mask, but for your chest. Sure, yeah, so, yeah. So, like, it had abs and stuff, so clearly not me. Right. And, um, and we just dance in front of them to music playing, and, and most of the time when I did it, since I, I just don't exude sexiness... Don't uh, say that. They would just force, they would force out their, their, their applause for me, and it would sound a little bit like Mrs. Wu. And I'd be like, Mr. Dean... And then somebody be like, Mr. Dean? I'm like, that's not that's me. Not me. That's not uh, me. You that's want someone me. else. You want somebody else. Um, yeah, so so that happened. So then he jumps on the balcony. He jumps mm -hmm. down a couple floors. He's now gotten rid of all of his yeah. clothes. He's able to escape and then, the hotel. And then he he finds him again. Uh, we're skipping ahead again. He, he uh, how do I, oh, he runs through he the runs tunnel. He runs on foot There's this huge the tunnel. tunnel sequence, yep. which is insane. Mm -hmm. That whole sequence was awesome. Uh, he then calls the cops so that they come try and check out the, 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 his surveillance team goes away. He goes to find Rachel. Rachel's dead. So then he tracks down Brill again, um, with the same marking, which was how the FBI actually did it. Uh, it was actually mm. a real thing. Um, but then him and Brill go on a, a pseudo road trip and he messes up by calling, um, his wife's friend to tell her to get out of the yeah. So this is first uh, he goes yeah. home to tell his wife everything that's going on. Yeah, um, and he's like, I need the game, but uh, he's trying to make up with his wife. Sound clip number seven. I love you, and that is it. That is it. Only you. What about Eric? And Eric. And I love your family, except for your dad. See, but that's great because it's a moment of levity that shows history between them because she yeah. laughs. Yeah. And you get a lot out of that where it's not just a – their relationship feels lived in. Sure. You yes. know, when stuff like – it's not a forced joke. Sometimes in these kind of action movies you get a joke where you're like, it's a groaner. But that feels like 
an improv that feels like an improv <laughs> yeah that a little works, bit yeah you know? Because, uh, yeah, I, I love that moment. That was a great moment. Except your dad. Except your dad. <laughs> you know, he's a prick. He, he's a total prick. So they get so they go to Brill's super awesome hideout. Yep. Which is in this massive, uh, everything you could possibly think of has been used to hide it from any kind of signals. It, he gives us his technical jargon that I don't remember, but yeah. it was it sounded tr- real. Yeah, basically lives in a in a technical cave bunker, yeah, yeah. some sort technological yeah. cave. Yeah, and they're no no sooner there, they decrypt the thing, they figure out what they have. Finally, we're like an hour and a half into the movie, and they f- and Will Smith finally figures out, which is what's so cool too, because he's. I love the fact that he's so confused why he's being chased. Right. He has no idea if this has to do with... He thinks it's Pentero at first. And so it's it's such a smart way to make him discover things. Because I feel like with the audience... Usually when the audience is ahead of the protagonist for too long, it gets boring. But yeah. in this, it's fascinating to watch him put the pieces together. It's great. Because there's also, like, they don't give him any time. No. Like, he's constantly just, like, running for his life it and trying to piece everything back together. Breakneck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you feel the anxiety of, like, what this would be if, if suddenly people with guns just started... And he's not an action hero in this. Like, Will Smith's a badass. Like, he doesn't fight anybody. He's no. just running. Right. So it, it's not like he's suddenly whooping ass and doing, like, Yeah, I'm food. trying to remember. I don't think he ever throws a punch at he all. Doesn't. I yeah. think he I think he, like, elbows one dude at one point. He gets maybe. punched. Gene Hackman punches him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he does. I think he just runs. Yeah. I mean, he does some sweet-ass, like, parkour down that sure. hotel. I mean, sure. But even that's not too extreme. It's, like, it's pretty realistic that he jumps from one balcony to another. Like, not it's not crazy. Right. It's not like, here's my hero moment, full-on Mission Impossible 6. No. You know? Uh-uh. No. But Tom Cruise is really doing, doing that stuff. So, you know, well, whatever. The bar has been raised. The bar has been raised. Um, so we found out Brill used to work for the NSA, and he, he basically got forgotten after the Iran, uh, after they armed Iranians, and then blah, 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 all this stuff. It's all this crazy stuff where he got forgotten by his government. Um, and he gets, uh, oh, the guys show up at his hideout, and Brill and, and uh, Will Smith escape, and he blows up the entire building. And in fact, the sound clip pretty much says that. What the hell is happening? I blew up the building. Why? Because you made a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> because you made a phone call. Yeah. You know, hey, it, it's a high stakes world, man. You know, my dad uh, got mad at me one time because I had called one of those Nintendo helplines. Did you? Uh, I don't know if everybody listening might be too young to remember this, but mm-hmm. Nintendo used to have helplines. They were one nine hundred numbers where you could call them and ask for tips on how to beat the game you were playing, mm-hmm. and it was like four ninety nine a minute. And they would drag it out to really, like, figure out where you were in the game, but to rack up a bill. And my dad got the phone bill one time, and he was threatening to break my Nintendo, which we'll pretend is the building in this scenario. Sure. And he said this. Clip number eight. You made a phone call! (laughs) (laughs) All right, there we go. You made a phone call! So uh, let's skip ahead a little bit, because we only... Let me know if we have any more time on the clock, Ryan. If not, we'll, we'll, we'll speed this along. Um, you got it. Uh, <laughs> right. um, so they st- now they start dismantling uh, Reynolds' life, John Voight's character, and they well, start, they, yeah, they the, do the, the congressman other, first. The congressman first, yeah. And they start. They make sure they know they're being surveilled. Now they 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 then um, make it look like John Voight's having an affair. They do every play that they played on Will Smith to him now. So the tables are turned. Yep. And then Will Smith brilliantly sets up this meeting because they're both looking for the same, for a tape. And they just keep saying tape. Yeah. So Pintero's waiting for the tape. John Voight's looking for the tape. And I was getting giddy when this, because I remembered this scene and I couldn't wait. Mm-hmm. And I remember even when I saw it for the first time, like, I couldn't wait to see what happens. And what's Bill first? So this is when they're, like, stocking up and they're going to the hardware store yeah. and he's, uh, Gene <laughs> yeah. Hackman's like, say hi to Bill. And both the, the cashier and Will Smith both, both say hi, Bill. Um, and this is the fallout of that. Steve, I thought you said her name was Bill. No, you're Bill. I'm Bill, you're going to have to let me know I'm Bill. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> it's so good. Everything with Gene Hackman and Will Smith in this movie is yeah. fantastic. Uh, so they meet, uh, is is the You're Too Young before? That's when they're watching the congressman and he's hooking up with the aide and Gene Hackman says you might be too young. Oh, for, okay. To so they start, they, they get video of the congressman hooking up with his aide, mm-hmm. which they could use to blackmail him feasibly. Mm-hmm. And, and that makes him nervous, which is also going to shut down the, the bill. Yep. Uh, so let's play clip number 10. 
I think you're too young to watch a spider. Yeah, so is she. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So there's this fantastic sequence. I want you to describe the ending because you've seen this so many times. Describe the shootout for me. Okay, so uh, so basically John Voight's like, uh, I need the tape. Give me the tape. And Pintero's like, so the tape good. belongs to me. You're not getting the tape. And so uh, Pintero gets up and shoves John Voight's like, face. Awesome. And he gets goes flying against oh, the wall. I could watch that on repeat. Every single person in the room takes out a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone's pointing guns at each other, and they're like, "You put the gun down. You put the gun down. Yeah. You put the gun down." Meanwhile, Gene Hackman's in the truck. I'm being reliving like, this. Everybody, right now. get in there. You guys have to get in there. This is going crazy. Get in there. And so Jack Black grabs a gun. The other guy who's in there, I forget who else is in there. They he grabs a the gun. They all go in. So they all have guns. Uh, Busey and Scott Conn are coming they from the back, so the they situation. go into the the kitchen where the cooks have guns. And so uh, John Voight's like, all right, I'm putting my gun down. I'm putting my gun down. And he oh. does. And it looks like he's about to walk out when <sighs> Busey comes flying in and he goes, uh, I, he says, he says something like, like, everybody uh, put your hands up or something like that. Cook, the cook blows him away. And then everybody, everybody just shoots at the person across from them. It's insane. So everyone dies. Will Smith goes under the table. Everyone else gets shot to death. He's very lucky nobody fired once they hit the ground anymore. Right. <laughs> and then Will Smith is about to come out and the cook comes out to try and shoot him. I think it's the cook. Yeah. And the FBI finally comes in and tells the cook to get down on it the It seems ground. like the cook who started it all is the yeah. only one that survives. Yeah. Lucky him. Good for him. Oh, it's so good. And then every, every the, the, the act is postponed until... The Patriot Act in real life. Till later. Until later. <laughs> and Will Smith is happy now. Will Smith is happy. Gene Hackman puts the thing and is like waving hi to Will Smith. And Will Smith uh, thinks it's in the thing on the ceiling. But it's clearly, if you watch it, it's a camera in his TV because <laughs> yeah. he's just staring at his TV. But doesn't get up to remove it. He's no. just cool being surveilled. Yeah. So there you go. And that's it. One of the best spy uh, uh, surveillance thrillers, action thrillers ever. One of my favorite movies. We did! Of all time. We did it. We have to wrap up. That's all the time we have. Jesse, until next time, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse and for Sketch at The Prom Losers. There's a, uh, a very loud applause. Hey, and, uh, you can find me at The Ben Begley on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, we love these comments that you guys are giving us. So please start a debate if you disagree with us. We would love to have a fun discourse with people. Like, let's debate film. That's what we're here for. Yep. And let's also keep your suggestions coming. I know Life Force has been a big one, Dreamscape was one, Super Mario Brothers. We got a whole whole list that we're forming and so we want to know which ones comment on our itunes and, uh, and maybe pixels <laughs> yeah pixels please <laughs> bride of chucky we're gonna do next week since child's play came out this weekend and uh, then we'll figure it out from there but until next time what is your guilty movie place producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire popcorn talk network we would like to thank you for tuning in for questions or comments be sure to visit popcorntalk.com I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.